Welcome to the Zip Tech Talks podcast. I am Evan DeBrew. It's been a few months since you last heard from us, dear listeners, and it's safe to say that a lot has happened in both of our lives since that time. We both moved. We both met in person, which is awesome. And we have been staying remarkably busy in our new jobs at the United States Census Bureau and Colin, respectively. Our guest this week has also been remarkably busy in the past year. We had the enormous privilege to chat with Coding at Ford co-founder Chris Kwong about a new program he co-founded, the U.S. Digital Core. The U.S. Digital Core is a new two-year fellowship recruiting early career technologists to contribute to high-impact efforts across the federal government, including coronavirus response, economic recovery, cybersecurity, and streamlining government services. The U.S. Digital Corps was launched in partnership with the White House and other federal agencies and is hosted by the General Services Administration's Technology Transformation Services. And now, without much further ado, we leave you now with our discussion with Chris. All right. Welcome to our podcast, Chris. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Really excited to share a little bit more about what we're up to with the U.S. Digital Corps. Super excited to have you here, Chris. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Speaking of the U.S. Digital Corps, uh, let's just start with the basics. What is the U.S. Digital Corps? Yeah, I'm really excited to be sharing about that. The U.S. Digital Corps is a new two-year government fellowship program that will be recruiting early career technologists to launch impactful careers in public service and really work towards creating a more effective and equitable government. And we launched the Digital Core towards the end of August 2021 for several reasons. And in part, it's because the federal government is really facing an immediate and critical early career talent gap that if we don't address, will really prove challenging in the future as we anticipate a number of our technology workforce will retire. And additionally, our federal technology workforce just currently does not represent the full spectrum of you know, the American public. And just one example, only 26% of our federal technology workforce identifies as female and even fewer women of color. And so the U.S. Digital Corps is really intended to make sure that those designing and delivering our government kind of technology solutions reflect the experiences and the background of those who they're serving. Like I mentioned, it's a two-year program. We're going to be recruiting passionate, mission-driven technologists from undergraduate and graduate programs, from alternative training pathways like apprenticeships and boot camps, certificate programs, folks who are re-entering the workforce after taking some time away, after serving the military, and really to work on high-impact public-facing challenges in software engineering, data science, product management, design, and cybersecurity. Our applications for the Digital Core will open later this fall, and if folks listening at home are interested in learning more, they can visit digitalcore.gsa.gov. Now, as someone who had found himself in a situation where they're trying to find a job and find a position as a technologist, this sounds like a great program, and I wish it had been around when I was starting my job search. 
but I found a job and I'm happy with that right now. So no concerns here about that. But I guess my second question is, it sounds like you're filling a need for make the federal tech workforce a bit younger, diversify that workforce. Aren't there already programs that try to attract that top tech talent? Or do you, where, well, I guess a better question would be, where do you see uh, this program fitting within this government tech ecosystem? Yeah, that's a really great question. And we do see the digital core following in the footsteps and really in the success of a number of programs that I think you're alluding to, the United States Digital Service, the Presidential Innovation Fellows, ATF, the Centers of Excellence, the last three of which all are housed at the Technology Transformation Services, uh, TTS, you might hear me referring to it, at the General Services Administration, which is the agency where the digital core is housed, where I have the pleasure of working. And what is unique about the U.S. Digital Core is a focus on early career technology talent, folks who are just starting out, like both you and Ajay, I know, kind of earlier on in your careers. And I think one of the reasons why we are so compelled to stand up the Digital Core is we've heard from so many folks who are just starting out, coming into their careers, and seeing the Presidential Innovation Fellows, seeing 18F and saying, that would be a job that I'd really love to do. But then seeing that you would have to be five or 10, 15 years into your career before you would be a really good fit for one of those programs and kind of having the sense of, I don't really want to wait. And that's something that resonated deeply with me. I remember vividly, I was a student in school looking for, for internships in the public interest technology space. And there were really none in technology in the federal government. I remember searching USA jobs and, and pretty much coming up empty. And so I think the digital core plugs a really important gap and that we have a really tremendous opportunity to really bring folks in at the beginning of their career, give them an impactful and meaningful experience that might hook them to a life or a career of public service. That's a little bit trickier if they're coming for a tour of duty. And so I think where the digital core stands apart from some of these other programs is that explicit focus on career and especially people who are earlier on and paving a pathway for that career service. And I do want to be clear, we're focusing on people who are early in their technology career, regardless of you know where else they might be in life. And so we might get folks who are coming directly from an undergraduate program, but we also might get and would welcome people who are re-entering the civilian workforce who are coming back after having reskilled in a boot camp or technology apprenticeship program. So it's not a focus on technologies of a certain age. It's really looking at where people are in their careers. Yeah, I think your inspiration for founding the U.S. Digital Corps is, is kind of a similar to my own path several years ago, too, when I was looking for a lot of jobs with that combined, you know, computer science with like social impact stuff. Um, there weren't really many internships during my undergraduate career besides coding at Ford that really existed. And even now, until the U.S. Digital Corps kind of came around, there hasn't really been a pipeline for people graduating from college to utilize their skill sets for social good with technology. When I was going through the job application process several months ago, I was very picky about what jobs I was looking for because those pipelines really didn't exist kind of until now. But that kind of brings me to our next question, which is a little bit more of a broader one. 
How does the U.S. Digital Corps plan to recruit computer science students, especially when many top tech talents want to go to FANG companies like Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google? What is your pitch to these undergraduate STEM students? It's really a focus on impact. I think at the end of the day, it's asking candidates, what is the impact that you want to have on the world? What do you want to accomplish in the time that you are at work. And I think with all of these technology skills from, I mentioned the five tracks that we'll be, we'll be recruiting for, whether you're a software engineer, a data scientist, designer, product manager, cybersecurity analyst, really you have such incredible opportunity to, to shape our world, especially in the digital age. And I think what we're really planning on communicating to candidates is that there are big pressing challenges that we have in government. And it's really an opportunity to serve with your skills, to make a difference in the communities that you come from, to make a difference for the general public. And I think that is appealing to so many folks who are just starting out thinking about what do I want to accomplish with my career? How can I make it easier for veterans to get the benefits that they deserve? How can I make it easier for an entrepreneur to get access to small business loans or to a single parent trying to get access to food assistance or the child tax credit? Really today in 2021, policy implementation and so many of our policies are reliant on technology to bridge the gap between kind of writing a law and passing it in Congress and actually having that impact the person down the street or the, the small business in your neighborhood. And we need people with these skills to serve, and they have a tremendous opportunity to do so. And we hope that they'll consider serving with the U.S. Digital Corps. Yeah, I think when you had brought up a lot of the problems that members of the U.S. Digital Corps are going to be able to solve, such as, you know, helping veterans and helping entrepreneurs. It really reminded me of when I interned on Capitol Hill a couple of years ago, and I also got to dabble with a wide variety of issues as a congressional intern, everything from, you know, helping write legislative memos for bills that would eventually get passed in Congress to doing tons of research in a wide variety of fields from transportation to veterans affairs and I felt that that was one of my most impactful jobs, being able to like dabble into a wide variety of, of problems and help come up with legislative solutions for those. So I think it's really fascinating that we have a, a program like the U.S. Digital Core, where instead of looking at it from a legislative standpoint in terms of how to tackle these problems, we're finally being able to look at it from a technological standpoint for people who are just graduating from college and how we can use their skill sets to tackle these problems. So I think it's really awesome. But percent. And if I could just add on that a little yes. bit, yes, there's totally. a great set of remarks that Ambassador Susan Rice gave last week to the Grace Hopper celebration, which if folks aren't familiar, is the world's largest women in tech conference. It was hosted virtually this year, but she gave welcome remarks on Thursday last week, and she was saying exactly what you were saying, Ajay. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but she basically mentioned that Policy on paper is one thing, but it really doesn't mean much if it can't get to the people that it's intended to help. And writing the code that puts the legislation in action is critical. And, and right now, we just don't necessarily have enough talent in the federal government to be a part of writing that code and writing the systems, delivering the products and services. Ambassador Rice is obviously now the domestic policy advisor to 
President Biden and has a really great purview on many of the administration's priorities. And her perspective is valuable, as is the fact that so many of the digital core fellows will be working on projects that advance in a government-wide and administration priorities. Yes, I completely agree. And actually to expand on that a little more, Chris, one of the things that she did also say during her speech was that a modern government needs modern skills and it works best if it reflects the people it serves. So the U.S. Digital Corps expanding onto that is bringing on a lot of people with a lot of modern skills. Modern technologies that people have learned in college are now being applied at the government level. I think it's definitely truly fascinating. And it also kind of applies into this concept that Mitchell Weiss has talked about on our podcast before when he was talking about possibility government, basically trying all of these new things in order to tackle greater problems in society and to make government more efficient. And I think that the U.S. Digital Corps is definitely going to be able to do that as we're bringing on more and more young talent with modern technologies and with modern skill sets in order to tackle a lot of modern day problems that the U.S. government has. So expanding on that a little bit in terms of people that the U.S. Digital Corps is bringing on. Chris, how would you describe the ideal candidate for the U.S. Digital Corps? Do they need to have previous internship experiences, especially in civic tech? Do they need to go to a top computer science university? What, what's your advice here? I would say to both of your questions that no, they didn't would not have to have gone to a quote-unquote top computer science university. They don't have to have prior experience in government, in civic tech. Uh, it's a pretty small area of opportunity right now that we're obviously hoping to expand. What we are looking for are folks, again, in one of the five skill tracks that we are recruiting for from a variety and a diverse set of academic and training background. So whether it is a two or four year degree program, graduate school, boot camp, apprenticeship, if you're coming out of those pads, you have the skills in, in one of those tracks. We'd love to have you consider applying. Those applications will be open later this fall, again, at digitalcore.gsa.gov. And from there, I think what we're looking for is having those skills and those experiences, whether you've honed them in an internship, in a course setting, in a volunteer environment, a community organization. We really want to broaden the scope to demonstrating your skill sets as candidates. And so that's one of the pieces that we're working tremendously hard on with our colleagues at the Office of Personnel Management, our colleagues internal here at the General Services Administration is really to ensure that we can bring in a diverse and representative cross-section of technologists as part of our inaugural cohorts. And I would say in addition to the technology skills, equally important to being effective in government are a number of non-technical skills. And so I think we would be looking for candidates to be dedicated and passionate about the mission and the impact that they would be having in their positions. I think we'd be looking for candidates to demonstrate strong communication and stakeholder management skills, demonstrate a comfort level perhaps in ambiguity. Um, navigating ambiguity and in being resilient despite challenges, because I think as we all know, the work is not necessarily straightforward sometimes. So my experiences in government have told me that being incredibly strong technically is only half of the battle. You have to be able to communicate that with your stakeholders. You have to be able to translate that into 
layman's terms. And it's a number of those traits that I think we'll be looking for as well. But most critical, I would say, are the technology skills, wherever you learn them. Again, we have no preference and a passion for the mission and the work that we're doing. And more information about the selection process and each of the steps will be on our website very soon. So definitely encourage folks to stay in the loop and we'll be able to share resources as we have them. Besides navigating ambiguity, are there any other lessons that you have acquired through your numerous experiences managing tech talent or into organizations that uh, help usher in new tech talent to the government that are applicable towards managing the U.S. digital core? Being able to work with a tremendous team with different backgrounds is such a pleasure and such a boost. And I'm so lucky to have a fantastic group of folks that I work with day in and day out. And so I know they're not here today, but wanted to, to mention them. Masha Danilova, who's a presidential innovation fellow who has a really tremendous background, who's been helping Caitlin Gandhi and one of our other co-founders has been a tremendous addition. She has incredible experience from the nonprofit world and we have great executive sponsorship and, and support in so many different realms. And so it's really fantastic to have a team with different perspectives and experiences to bring the bear on, on creating this program. But I would say the biggest lesson that I've learned is that I think it was Code for America founder, Jen Polka, who said this first or, or had it stick in my mind, but government is really just who shows up. And I think the work of the digital core and a lot of the work that I've dedicated myself to doing is making it easier for people to show up because I think there's no dearth of people who are interested in the issues of our day who are interested in having an impact beyond themselves or beyond profit margin. And those on-ramps just have not been as accessible. So I think anything that we can do with the digital core to make it easier for people to work at the intersection of technology and government, whether through our program or more broadly, is going to be a win. And if government is just who shows up, we really should be doing a good job investing in the folks who do show up. And I think one of the challenges with supporting folks who are early in their career, which is really an opportunity, is how do we ensure that you're having an impact at your agency? A number of agencies that will be hosting fellows, such as Department of Veterans Affairs, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, us here at the General Services Administration, as well as CISA, the Cybersecurity and, I believe, Information Infrastructure Security Agency, is really making sure they have impactful project placements, but also having this cohort-based community. And, and that community and that peer support network is so crucial because like I mentioned earlier, the work necessarily isn't entirely always straightforward. And so having other people who are right there with you who understand what the experience is like at a very personal and visceral level is key. And so we're doing our very best to cultivate that cohort-based model with the digital core and emulating a lot of successful programs that have come before, but also because our fellows are going to be early in their career, making sure that they have access to really rigorous and 
really top of the line professional development opportunities, learning and development in the form of mentorship, in the form of specialized curriculum in their skill sets, but also in some of the non-technical skills that are so key to being effective in government. So I'm really looking forward, for example, to going through with our fellows and and teaching the intricacies of the procurement process, of the hiring process, because now, those are also challenges that we face as an enterprise. And the more technologies we have flowing in those processes and the more you know, acquisitions experts we have fluent in technology, I think the better outcomes we'll have and facilitating that crosstalk and, and that breaking down those silos is something that I think the digital core will go a long way in doing. I definitely can attest to the importance of having a well-knit cohort. One of the things that's been really positive about my experience, and I will also speak for Evan here because I know he will agree with me, Evan's experience with Coding It Forward was that we had a really excellent cohort. And it wasn't just, you know, Chris and Rachel and Ariana leading Coding It Forward, but it was also that we had all kind of leaned on each other, especially during, at the time, what the unknown reality would be with a virtual internship during the COVID-19 pandemic. It allowed us to all grow together and also kind of support each other as we continued on our own civic tech journeys. And a lot of us, especially me and a couple of the other individuals who went to the University of Illinois, felt that we didn't really have that cohort at our college. Only afterwards, when we were surrounded by like-minded individuals who had also wanted to use tech for impact, we felt that we were able to significantly grow our careers. And it's something that I've continued to feel with my jobs, both during Coding at Ford and also in political tech and in the public interest technology company that I work at right now, because everyone is so mission driven. And we have those cohorts that are continuing to push and strive each other to not just learn more from a technological perspective, but also to continue contributing to this common mission. I felt like that I have grown as a person and as a technologist. And I know that other people in the Coding It Forward cohort definitely feel the same way. And that's definitely something that's going to continue with the U.S. Digital Corps. I mean, you guys have this huge group of people that's going to be coming in and because of the like-minded mission of everyone and because of the common technological skill sets, while everyone kind of being in this unknown position as what the future is going to hold, everyone's going to continue growing and molding and shaping each other. And I think that's going to be something that's just truly fascinating. We're, we're looking forward to, to bringing on this first cohort. And I think there's a tremendous potential. And at the end of the day, it's connecting the people with the skills to, to the people with the expertise and delivering better results on behalf of the, the American people and the American public. Looking forward to having our applications open, to being able to share more about the digital core opportunity, and we'll be sure to let you know when those applications are open so that you can share them with your listeners. But really appreciate the, the opportunity to share a little bit more, and, and hopefully this is a, a helpful peek behind the curtain. Yeah, this was absolutely wonderful, Chris. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast today and talking all about the U.S. Digital Corps. This is a really great experience. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this special episode of the Civ Tech Talks podcast. We will begin to plan out episodes for season two in the next few months, so please be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. 
Thank you to Chris Wong for joining us for this special episode. Please make sure to keep an eye out for U.S. Digital Core applications. We will also notify you all on our social media accounts when applications open. Speaking of social media, please give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram at Talks. If you're interested in civic tech opportunities outside the U.S. Digital Core, please consider joining Impactful. You can find out more at weareimpactful.org. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.